Like, don't at me. Episode 51, doing things a little bit differently this week, so we couldn't get the gang all together in one spot. Busy summer, whatever, you know, people doing their own thing. So this week, we did our own little takes individually, so we're going to kind of mash them together. You'll have an episode full of the same usual banter but it won't be back and forth it'll just kind of be individual shots you know out there doing our old retro westbrook kd but uh just starting right out for those of you who have listened to don't at me since day one you know that we talk some about sports we love sports if you all know me personally you know that i probably talk about very little outside of sports movies or travel hey it's what i like we talk about it when it when it's something important either super bowl big games mostly basketball and football baseball's fine we'll talk about it in the big picture scheme of things but i i wanted to talk a little bit about the nba finals because i for one am loving this finals i've enjoyed this entire playoffs really it's uh, It's been a lot of fun seeing the kind of wide open uh, nature of it. The plan was cool. I really thought the plan was a very nice gimmick, I'll call it, and I hope that they keep that. Uh, but it's been a fun playoffs all around. But the wild thing about the NBA playoffs is it's an entirely different season. It's almost an entirely different sport in itself it's definitely an entirely different game mentally it requires a different level of attention and precision and give a shitness right the crazy thing about it too is how long it is and how quick things can change so the reality of the matter is the NBA viewership numbers have been lower this year for whatever reason. If you're one of those people thinking, oh, it's politics, I guarantee you that it's not entirely politics why people aren't watching the NBA. It's, hey, the players seem to care a little bit less during the season, load management. You've got a lot of players out there who, uh, you know, might coast a little bit during the regular season because the playoffs matter so much more. And that's another reason why you'd see, you know, in most seasons, LeBron taking a little bit of time off, um, you know, all the stars. You, you definitely see Kawhi, you know, um, that that's he's kind of the person who introduced the thought of uh, time and load management. Take a look at how much things have changed in the last month. So let's go back to five weeks ago, about June 10th or so. You take a look at the landscape in the Western Conference. The four teams left are Phoenix and Denver. And then on the other side, you've got Utah and L.A. Not the Lakers, the Clippers. So if you look at the Suns as of June 10th, they're up 2-0 on Denver. Again, Denver doesn't have Jamal Murray. Jokic is the MVP, but he can't do it alone. They used a lot of energy, beating the Blazers in round one. It's, you know, you, you can't fault Denver 
uh, for not putting up much of a better effort against a Suns team who just eliminated the Lakers. Now, granted, Anthony Davis was hurt again, but hey, still, they got it done. They were down 2-1, looked like they were going to fall down 3-1, Davis goes down, they come back, they have control, they don't lose another game in the series. So anyway, they're up 2-0 on Denver, and uh, you look at the Eastern Conference, who remains? You've got Brooklyn, who at this point has a banged up Harden, James Harden, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are playing, or you know they're playing out of their minds, and but they're uh, you know Kyrie's a little bit banged up here and there. He ends up getting banged up later in the series, but whatever the case. Um, and then the other two teams, you've got Philadelphia and Atlanta. So Milwaukee's looking at this, and at this point, June 10th, they're down 0-2. They look at the other side, uh, the other series going on. You've got a Sixers team who's struggling to beat an upstart Hawks team. And uh, again, the on the on the other side, Phoenix can look at Utah and the Clippers, think, all right, the Clippers could pose a threat to us, but they're struggling to beat the Jazz. Even though they're the one seed, they're struggling to beat the Jazz. I'm talking about the past because you can look at how each of those teams fell at that time and their their title odds. All of us watching, I think that a lot of people at home just made Phoenix a shoe into the finals, which they ended up making it. On the other side, you look at the East. Milwaukee, everybody counted them out. They're getting blown out by Brooklyn. They lost damn near by 40 in Game 2. But people immediately now point to the paths for both. And I think that a lot of people might kind of, you know, asterisk or footnote this season for various reasons because of injuries and COVID and it was a shorter season, this, that, and the other. I don't want to hear it. This is a, this is as normal as regular a, uh, a season. I should, I should say as valid a champion as you're going to see. Phoenix, Let's not forget the path that they've had. So they play an L.A. team who is a very tough matchup for them. The size can kind of wear them down. You've got LeBron, Davis, two of the top five players in the league, coming off a championship, looking to defend the title. The Lakers, they have their injuries. Then they move on to the next round. There's no Jamal Murray for Denver. Move on to the next round. The Clippers are without Kawhi Leonard for the entire series. They had nobody to really, you know, you, you can't look at their path and say that they didn't have any injuries. And the reason why I bring that up is people will point to Milwaukee and say, oh, well, you know, banged up Harden who couldn't really play and Kyrie who ended up getting hurt again and this, that, and the other. And if they were healthy, they'd win. Ah, we've seen the disease of me, or the disease of more, the Pat Riley term. Uh, It doesn't always work, and it it definitely doesn't always work in the first season. The first season is always that growing pains. I mean, the exceptions, if you're just the exception every rule, like Brady is, you know, he goes to the Bucks first season, they find a way to get it done, with a torn MCL, by the way. Um, But I don't want to hear the whole, oh, well, if they were healthy... 
you realize that Milwaukee being down 2-0 and coming back and winning that series means they won four out of five. I don't think that that's a fluke. I think if you're down and you beat somebody four times out of five, and now they the game they lost was arguably Kevin Durant's best playoff game of his career. You'd say the highlight of his playoff career if it weren't for the two championships with the Warriors, but I'm sure deep down he felt really good about winning that and putting his team up 3-2 in the series on quote-unquote his own because you had Harden on one leg, couldn't really do anything. So people will point to Milwaukee and say, what a fluke. And then they go on to the Eastern Conference Finals. They struggle, they lose game one. And then Trey Young gets hurt. Boom. They had uh, the Heat without Oladipo, which I don't think that was going to make a difference either way. Uh, but Milwaukee has found a way to dig their heels in. And I, I guess just to kind of bring this full circle, early on in this in this series, in the finals, I said that Drew Holiday at times is Milwaukee's most important player. and I And I still feel that way. Not not their best player, but he's their most important. I think a better way to phrase that is he will decide the series. That that That's probably a better way to phrase what I was trying to say. And I said that in game one, I think. Now, up until game five, we're, I'm recording this on a Saturday, so game is fresh, just ended you know a couple hours ago. Until game five, he couldn't hit the side of a barn. He couldn't throw a grape in the ocean. He was missing everything, but that's offensively. Uh, of course, game five, heat check. He goes off, nailing threes left and right, ends up, you know, 27-plus points. I mean, that that that's that was all the difference tonight for sure. And fast break points was the ultimate difference. 21-12, uh, to 12, Milwaukee beats Phoenix. Every other category is the exact same. They had about the same amount of rebounds. Shot about the same amount of free throws. I think they, Milwaukee shot six more, but that's not a huge disparity. That's three extra shots, essentially. Uh, turnovers, roughly the same. Shooting percentage, I mean, Phoenix actually shot a better shooting percentage. Three point, they were almost 70%. Maybe they just didn't shoot enough. But you see when the when the lights get brightest and the pressure is on and... It all matters. Hey, some people are built for this, right? Chris Paul said that last year in the bubble. Chris Paul will never have an easier path than right now. Two months ago, and even maybe a week ago, people are looking at this Phoenix team saying, oh, well, if they keep everybody together, they have all the makings of a, a short mini dynasty, right? You've got Booker, star scorer, Super, uh, I won't say superstar yet. Maybe superstar offensive ability, but defense is mm, fine. And the clutch moments. So, game four. Look, he scores forty back to back. You can't, you can't give, you can't say the guy isn't out there balling because he is. He's pretty much on his own with Phoenix. But you can see in these moments when when the lights get bright. His cheeks get flushed. He gets a little bit tight. Not every game. There was uh, the game against the Clippers. I want to say it was game two. 
It's going tit for tat with Paul George, back and forth, back and forth. That wild game, crazy finish. He scores, but there is the Beverly play, which you can say, hey, that's out of bounds every time, you know, whatever the case, this, that, or the other. He kind of got the yips on that one. Uh, Game five, you could see Phoenix cortisol just running through their veins. They were stiff. They knew, hey, if we win this game, we go to the finals, and it showed. They played like shit. They were scared. Uh, Milwaukee, on the other hand, down 2-0 to Brooklyn. Doesn't matter. They lose by nearly 40 points, 39 points. Doesn't matter. They stick with it. They win an ugly game three, uh, but they get it done. They win game four lose game five, and they win six and seven. They win seven in Brooklyn in overtime, and they just find a way to get it done. They find a way to get it done. Though I will say, and I tweeted this out earlier this week, if you look at all the last couple of seasons, with exception to last year because Durant was hurt, but Durant essentially decided who won the finals in the last, what, five seasons? 2017, he's the best player. 2018, he's the best player. 2019, he gets hurt. So there's maybe a quote-unquote asterisk there, right? Uh, Toronto goes on to win the series. Last year, like I said, he's hurt. Doesn't matter. This year, if Kevin Durant is wearing a shoe that's maybe, uh, you know, two centimeters, you know, shorter, Brooklyn wins that game. Brooklyn wins the series. Brooklyn goes on to play, you know, either Atlanta or Philly. Atlanta won, so I'm guessing that Brooklyn wins it wouldn't have made any difference. So they go on to play Atlanta. Uh, that's a shoe into the, for them to go into the finals. But it, but hey, you know, the the game is all about moments and little things like that. Milwaukee just they they find a way to get it done. And before I close out the point i wanted to say is with the lights brightest chris paul man what what is going on with chris paul he is choking right now and chris paul's never going to have an easier path i i just laid out all the injuries that they've had working in their favor to get to the finals milwaukee's taking advantage phoenix up till now has taken advantage end of game four phoenix has a chance to go in and win that game Chris Paul turns the ball over. Now, maybe his hand's messed up. Maybe it's, you know, too soon after COVID where he's still kind of having some, uh, you know, symptoms of that. I don't want to hear it. Chris Paul, 16-year pro, never had a chance to get to the finals until Houston. And then what happens? He gets hurt. Sucks he always gets hurt. The most important point, right? Fast forward 2019. Him and Harden, right? They just can't get it done. Durant gets hurt. Doesn't matter. They can't get it done. Last year, Game 7 against the Rockets. He gets tight. He screws up. You know, you can look back to Game 5, uh, you know, that, that Clippers-Thunder series from 2014. Gets tight. Made a mistake. And tonight, he actually balled a little bit in the fourth quarter. But it was all the the three quarters before that. I I didn't see much of Chris Paul. You look at his stat sheet; it's gonna look nice, you know. Uh, 
16 points, 10 assists, one turnover. But I didn't see enough when it mattered most. And uh, Booker, too. You know, I, it's hard to be critical of him. But end of game four, Giannis with the freak block, back against, you know, back facing the ball, jumps up like a maniac, blocks the alley-oop at the hole, last second, you know, incredible defensive play. But it's kind of a bad lob from Booker. If you watch it again, it kind of looks like, oh, shit, I don't know what to do with this. Just tosses it up. Little bit out of reach for DeAndre Ayton. Feels a little bit closer to the money. Maybe it's a different story. But he just kind of flips it up there, and we know how that ended. And then again tonight, (laughs) Phoenix has the ball. Down one, about 40 seconds left. Drew Holiday rips the ball out of his hand. Drew Holiday is deciding the series. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And Drew Holiday is outplaying Chris Paul. He is. And, you know, this is the only game he's really shown you anything on the the offensive side. But he is leaning on Chris Paul. He is pressing him. Paul is having to work moving up and down the court. And it's showing. Chris Paul has played like shit for most of this series. First two games in the series played well. The last three has not played well. I think he's wearing down. And you can't say... Ah, you know, he's used to having fewer minutes and, you know, this, that, and the other. They're playing him a lot of minutes. He's had a lot of time off. He had a lot of time off in the Lakers series when he sat out with an injury. He had out a couple of games with COVID. Uh, He's had plenty of time to rest. And these have also given us two full nights in between games, the last couple of uh, games of this series. Not going to be the case moving forward. We've got a game Tuesday and Thursday, and if the series is over, th- this is this is done now in six. We've seen Giannis take a bit of a leap, and uh, you you could just feel it. You know, there was there are a couple moments in Game Four where Game Four really decides the series in a, in a lot of ways. Um, if you're Phoenix and you win Game Four, you're up three one. It's not it's not done. But the only team that's made that comeback, there's been one, the 2016 Cavs coming back down 3-1 in the finals to win. If you're Phoenix, you're feeling damn good if you're up 3-1. There are a couple plays where Connaughton is boxing out Aiton for a rebound. You've got Drew Holiday tipping the ball up, and it's just that give-a-shitness. Milwaukee looks unfazed. Down 0-2 in this series, they didn't look mildly concerned. Phoenix, up 2-1, end of game three, looks like shit. We know the momentum is swung, and it's going to be hard for us to come back and win this series. Aiton needs to play better. Um, He's, again, hard to be critical of him. High shooting percentage, giving you 20 and 10 just about every night. Gave you pretty much a no-show when this series was back in Milwaukee. I need to see more out of him. I obviously need to see more out of Chris Paul. And that little burst in the fourth quarter here and there. I need to see consistency. And everybody's rooting for Chris Paul. Everybody is wanting Chris Paul to finally get that ring. But, man, like, here's your opportunity. You got to seize it. I don't know that he's going to have another opportunity. And a lot of things can change in a month. We go from talking Phoenix, mini dynasty, they can keep this team together, to... Now, Chris Paul is a 30, over 35 years old, entering free agency. 
people were saying, hey, do you think he might get a chance at a four-year deal with them? Phoenix now has to kind of look at this and say, well, this was our shot. This was our window. And windows don't open very often. And when they do, they can very often shut a lot sooner than you think. A month ago, we're talking about Phoenix being a long-term perennial power in the West. But now, you're looking at the Lakers coming back rested, recharged, pissed off, trying to reclaim the throne. The Clippers, who Kawhi Leonard, which is an entirely different situation we get into, uh, is going to have to be out for a while with uh, the partially torn ACL. Um, so maybe they're a cross-off. I don't know, but Paul George played his ass off. They're going to be a playoff team. You've got the Warriors, who Clay, Steph, and if they're able to get anything for 7, 14, and uh, maybe Wiseman or Wiggins, they can suddenly be right there at the top. Denver's going to be good again. Murray come back, you know, closer to the end of the year, near the playoffs. Jokic, of course, is an MVP. You got to think the the Mavericks are going to be better. Luka's going to have somebody to play with. They're going to have to pick somebody up. The West is just going to get better and better, tougher and tougher, deeper and deeper. Utah, I don't take them as like a serious threat, but you know they're going to probably be a top six seed. So if you're Phoenix, this was your window. You go 8-0 in the bubble last year. You're the two seed this year. Um, you're just cruising through the playoffs. You got three losses entering the finals, and then boom, three more right like that in a row. Could Phoenix come back down two three in this series and win it yes uh do i think they will no i think this is over i think milwaukee is gonna win four in a row against them and again if you've found a way to beat somebody three four times in a row you're the better team so hats off to uh to Giannis. i'm i'm, I'm at least happy to see him in this position with all the shit that he's gone through and uh chris paul man it's time, man. It's time for you to step up. But uh, we'll see. Milwaukee in six. That's my prediction now, even though I thought it was Phoenix in six. Got a couple of the points that I want to get into, but before we do that, I'm going to take a quick break. Excuse me, I'm talking to you. Hey. <laughs> JK. But what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jacquees from the Don't Me Podcast. Do me a favor. Head over to our YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button and get the chance, Okay. The cool thing is when you subscribe, you'll be the first one to get all of our unfiltered takes on today's latest controversies, current events, society, and relationship talks from a guy's perspective right when it's published. How dope is that, right? So you can find our link on the show notes. Please help us grow. Spread the word about Don't At Me and the rest of our repertoire family of podcasts. All right, let's get back to it. So what I want to talk about, man, is some of the OGs, right? Um... I want to hit on that first. So what I mean by the by OGs is Pimp C, uh, Jesse Lee, Peterson, Kevin Samuels. And I know a lot of people won't, won't agree with me on this because you feel like, oh, those guys are, are sexist and all this. But I'm not even talking about, like, from that standpoint, being sexist. And that's another thing, too, man. I feel like, you know, you got to let us talk man you gotta let you may not agree with 
our opinion on things, which is fine, but you gotta let us talk and like get stuff out, right? I feel like we can't say anything without being attacked or anything, right? And so I miss that era where we actually can talk freely, right? Without, you know, upsetting somebody. And I can see if it's like disrespectful, but if, if somebody's spitting out facts to you or trying to hold you accountable, that's what I feel it is. It's, it's holding you accountable or calling you out on your shit. That should be okay, right? Because I, I think well, a lot of times, and I'm going to bring up, you know, women right now, a lot of times with, with some women, not all, some women, is that you don't want to be held accountable or you don't want to be caught out on your shit. And when that is the case, you try to ref, uh, deflect it back at the person, right? Instead, it's like, okay, huh, listening to what this person is saying and taking that for like, okay, that's some constructive criticism or, or whatever the fact may be. You know, I can talk personally with me, right? Um, I just feel like there were times where I would try to tell, you know, certain individuals, hey, this wasn't cool or hey, or whatever, right? And just like, what? Well, well, too bad. Or I don't know what to tell you. Or it just, it just gets deflected. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I just feel like that, that fucking double standard, man, that's not right, you know, in my opinion. And, you know, I just remember the time, you know, when, when Pimp C and all them, you know, OGs was around. I feel like men were just more respected, man. You know, I don't know. It, it just was, was a different respect level, right? Now I feel like certain women, I'm not going to say all oh, keywords certain, you know, because I can't group everybody. That's not cool. But just thinks that, like, hey, we're out to disrespect men. And my thing is, do two wrongs really make a right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of how, like, you, your past, right? And, you know, I apologize if you were disrespected, treated like trash and all that shit. But don't group us all in that category, right? Especially when a man's trying to be honest with you about shit. We're not treating you like trash, you know, but if it's like some real criticism, constructive criticism, or just being honest about, hey, you know, you need to, like, chill with this, or hey, that wasn't cool, or hey, you need to watch this, or whatever, right? Respect that. And I feel like back in the day, it was more respectable to for stuff like that to be actually like shown versus now. You know, if you do it now, oh, you're sexist and you're this or you don't care about women. You don't. It's just a lot, bro. Where it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Just let me fucking talk. Like, that's all we ask for. Some just, just let me talk, man. And, and stop all this, like, trying to, like, find shit just to find shit. If that makes sense. Right. And so. Yeah, it's just my take on that. I just feel that um, I miss the area where men were, like, respected more, you know. I think it needs to be, like, a, a balance, right, you know. And, you know, shout out to, you know, women's empowerment, you know, like, uh, shit, you know, the feminists out there. Shout out to y'all, you know what I mean? Because I know, like, stuff that y'all been through to where y'all at now, stuff that y'all continue to go through, like, it's not easy, you know what I'm saying? But once again, don't let past stuff or stuff that you see dictate future things or somebody you're currently dealing with or somebody that's trying to, like, talk to you or court you, right? I think now, like, it's just bad or it's gotten to a point and I've, it's just me just peeping stuff and just like, damn, you know, where women go out their, their way to be fucking rude and like mean and all this shit and just like well friends on you with the fucking quickness right you know what i'm saying like go out their way to do it and my thing is 
what's the point of that, bro? Just to say that you did it or you got it like that or I don't know. It's just it's and I can see if if somebody's coming at you disrespectful, trying to grab your ass and like all this silly shit and like not cool shit. I get that, right? But if somebody's coming at you like a normal human human being, hey, how you doing or whatever, right? But you know, just being very respectful and you still being rude and mean and all this shit, bro, like that's that's not like really look at yourself in the mirror, like that shit's not cool. And I think in my opinion that it's just projection projections, excuse me, of stuff that you've dealt with in the past and you just projecting it on a new person. Or maybe you feel like, hey, I can do it to this person because I can. I'm like, you know, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't. That shit's not cool. Trust me, I'm speaking for every guy right now. We don't like to fucking be cussed out or just treated like shit. Like, for no reason, or just being mean, or whatever, you know, for no fucking reason when you think about in retrospect, you know? And so, I think it's like, we're just supposed to deal with it. Like, oh, whatever, deal with it. Like, no, we're not supposed to deal with it. It's not whatever. <laughs> if you're in the wrong and stuff like that, and somebody brings to your attention, fucking own up to that shit. Like, that's it. Own up to that shit. Take accountability, you know? So, and I feel like, you know, um, that just because, you know, women are empowered feminism speak your mind all that stuff is cool but it doesn't give you a right to you know i think empowerment empowerment shouldn't equal being unnecessarily like rude and mean and shit when you're not getting the energy coming at you you know it, sh- it shouldn't be like okay or oh we get a pass all stuff we've been through and stuff and like fuck y'all now like nah bro like what are you talking about you know what i'm saying <laughs> like no that's that's wrong it's not right you know and then think about this too because like here's a kicker and here's shit that's never talked about as well think about the other side of it like the shit that men go through that y'all never know about because we don't talk about it we feel like okay whatever i'm not gonna bring it up like we go through shit too <laughs> we deal with shit too we are patient too to a certain extent with stuff you know so think about that right feel like people got to stop making shit all about them all the time you know what i'm saying and like their experiences and their trauma Newsflash, everybody has fucking trauma, man. Everybody's been through some shit. Like, straight up, you know? I'm not saying it to be mean. I'm just saying just to be, like, real. Like, a real fucking person right now. And it's not a woman, man, whatever you are thing. That's, that's a human thing. Everybody goes through shit. And also, too, I don't know. It's just really making me, like, become resentful, personally. Um, so I come from a single mom, right? Most of my life. She had to work extremely hard to get to where we're at. You know, she dealt with a lot of shit, you know, in her life. And so that's why I have respect for women, you know, because of me just witnessing that. And that's why, you know, with the Bill Cosby episode, I want to go back and just think from a, a broader perspective of personal stuff, too, that, that I've witnessed. Right. You know, so that's why I said what I said with that. And I'm not going to bring talk about that anymore because i feel like we talked about that enough now um but back to what i was saying it's making me become very resentful personally because i feel like some of this shit just ridiculous bro like it it just ridiculous like you can just really be trying to be friends with somebody or just trying to be cool with people and it's like oh nope rude fuck you nope uh just all this shit (laughs) and it's like bro like really you know like, it's just, you know, I feel like, and this is cliche, but treat people how you want to be treated, man. I always go back to that. Treat people how you want to be treated. And if you know that that's not what it is, communicate that. 
you know if you're not if you know you're not in the right headspace to befriend or whatever the case may be date whatever it may be right i'm just generally speaking right now but if you know that you're not in that that right mind or headspace communicate that to that person right and i think that's where a lot of things like in life fails at because of poor communication like straight up and then i think that you know we should have the ability to communicate stuff without being rude about it <laughs> you know and, and maybe that's why people don't communicate too because they know like y'all know how y'all are or whatever and you know it's not gonna excuse me you know it's not gonna like come out too good because of your personality and if you can even communicate that that's fine that's that's progress in my opinion you know what i mean but the the key point is communicate without being rude it can be done trust me without being mean or without feeling like you got to like really 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 just like prove a point to like Hey, I'm I'm this I'm this bad bitch or whatever or whatever it may be, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, first of all, somebody may not even trying to be like looking at you like that. Or let me rephrase it because that didn't make sense. What I meant to say is, don't assume, right? Somebody may just really trying to just be friends with you or, or trying to be cool with you because they've actually are still in a place where they're hurt. This guy had like a relationship or something, right? And they just they just trying to like just make more homies or whatever the fact may be. Don't assume that every nigga's trying to fucking holler at you and trying to do this and trying to do that before y'all have conversations. Now, if y'all do have conversations and, and stuff is brought up and you let this person know, hey, you know, I noticed that, you know, this, this, and that, you know, you keep being like this, you know, I'm not really cool with that or I'm not looking for that. And that person's still being like that after you brought shit up, then I get that. That's granted to like be mean and all this other shit. But if that's not the case, really ask yourself, what's the fucking point? <laughs> like straight up, you know? Because because we can because we no no that's just not right. I'm sorry. I'm not take that how you want to. Like that's just not cool. And I'll say that a thousand fucking times. Let's get out this because we can. Like fucking phase right. <laughs> because the moment like a guy is fucking rude or a dick to you, we about to hear about it forever. <laughs> we about to hear about that shit till the end of time. But when it's the other way around, you know it just gets glossed over or change subjects or. The deflection, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it's really making me like become resentful and like jaded. If I'm being honest with you, you know. And I, I hate the fact that it's starting to get to that point for me. But it just, you know, I got to be honest with myself, right? So that's that's what I want to talk about, guys. You know, uh, we got some more dope stuff, you know, that we're gonna talk about as well. So, uh, you know, I'll definitely let my uh, other colleagues take over now. You know, thank y'all for letting me like, you know, talk and everything, you know, get everything out. I appreciate that. But yeah. Hey you, it's Mike Silva from Don't At Me. Do me a favor and head on over to our YouTube channel and hit that subscribe button. When you subscribe, you'll get all of our unfiltered takes on today's latest controversies, current events, society, and relationships right when they publish. Find the YouTube link in the show notes below. Help us grow, spread the word. Let everybody know about Don't At Me and all the Repertoire Family Podcasts. Subscribe now. I think we need to go back to a little fact check from the previous episode. So, a couple of uh, quick notes. I referenced drugs and marijuana legalization in the, in the U.S. 
and we mentioned a Columbia professor, I forgot the guy's name, what well, was Carl Hart, he's somebody that spoke about using heroin for, you know, recreational purposes, he said that he's seen that it has helped his relationships, it makes him happier, and I think the whole gist of it is, the gist of his message is all about moderation, you know, not overdoing things not abusing substances i think that's definitely part of the um reasonable concern or argument against legalizing any kind of drugs is the abuse capability i mean if you look at alcohol alone that's a legal drug and time and time again people will drink to the point of being destructive to themselves or to others, you know, getting behind the wheel, driving or drinking to excess, either causing family issues, whatever the case. So, I mean, there's always a room for abuse. And uh, Carl Hart's one of those guys talks about being able to live with and use these kind of uh, substances as more of a mental medicine in many ways so kind of going back to what we were talking about um with the whole shikari richardson point i know we've talked about this the last three episodes so i won't belabor the point i think that we need to get to a point where as a country we got to respect whatever it is that people have to do for their mental health as long as it's not destructive to themselves or to others and with proper education with proper regulation with destigmatization, I think that that is something that you could see coming from marijuana as it becomes more and more legal, ultimately to a federal point. Um, but yeah, what what we do in our own time to kind of cope with life, because life can be stressful. I think that we need to come around and really embrace that as opposed to push it away. Now, granted, rules are rules. And we also talked about that, but yeah, quick fact check there. Another fact check point. So uh, we started, we really, in the last fact check that we did, which was an episode 49 fact check, we really got into uh, the rabbit hole, just talking simulation theory, deja vu, this, that, and the other, yada, 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 bing, bang, and so forth. Uh one that we talked about was string theory, and I was actually not far off my uh, description. String theory proposes that the fundamental constituents of the universe are one-dimensional strings rather than point-like particles. It has since developed into something much more ambitious, an approach to the construction of a complete unified theory of all fundamental particles and forces. But hey, wasn't too far off of that, so I'll give myself a little bit of credit. Simulation hypothesis, uh, there's another thing that we talked about, and, well, I tried to talk about the argument, right, and uh, lost my words, whatever the case. Well, the simulation hypothesis poses that the fraction of human-level civilizations that reach a post-human stage, that is, one capable of running high-fidelity ancestor simulations, is very close to zero. Or the fraction of post-human civilizations that are interested in running simulations of their evolution history or variations thereof 
is very close to zero. Or the fraction of all people with all kind of experiences that are living in a simulation is very close to one. So the argument is either we'll never reach a point that simulation will be capable. We might reach a point that civilizations do get to the point of simulation, but don't really have any interest in using it. And if they're saying, if you think that neither of those are true, then you must believe that we're in a simulation right now. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those fun theories, kind of like Zach was saying, you, you, you kind of want to talk yourself into that being true, just because it's kind of out there, it's interesting, it makes, it makes you look at things a lot differently, and maybe take yourself a little less seriously, but do I really think that we're living in a simulation? No. Uh, there's just so many random little things that, you know, I don't understand why they would be programmed in, into a simulation, but it's definitely... Uh, very fun to think about. So that's our fact check corner from episode 50. You know, I'm sure you're going to hear some other things in this episode that you need us to fact check. If we missed anything, let us know. You can email us at repertoirenetwork at gmail.com or check us out on social media. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Rep Network. Hey, get in our DMs, add us in the comments. We want your feedback. Uh, the other thing is make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Now this week, since things are a little bit different, you know, we're not actually going to be on video. Can't see our handsome mugs this time around, unfortunately. Check us out. Uh, subscribe on the YouTube channel. I uh, wanted to give a little bit of a preview of some projects that we have coming up at the Repertoire Network. Of course, you've got Don't At Me, which you're listening to right now. Um, we've got some play it by ear episodes coming soon. I mentioned a couple of concepts we had. We're going to do a Tyler, the creator album rank and, uh, do a little bit of a review of call me if you get lost. It's been out a couple of weeks now. We've had some time to let it sit, saturate. Um, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. The many listens I've given it already. So that'll be a fun episode. Got a couple other play it by ears coming soon, um, so be sure to keep your eye out for that. We'll probably simulcast that on this thread and then also over on the play it by ear feed. Uh, some other projects that we have coming down the line. So you heard me talking a little bit about the NBA Finals and Milwaukee in six. Uh, we're gonna start covering sports a little bit more. Not on Don't At Me though. We are going to have an unsportsmanlike conduct podcast coming soon, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, how often it's going to come out, not entirely sure just yet. Probably just going to riff on sports whenever we have something to talk about. Maybe talk a little bit about some old school stuff. That might be for yesteryear. Wink, wink. Also coming soon. Uh, and then we have a conspiracies pod. That one you're probably going to get once in a great while. Probably just when we're having some drinks, talking crazy shit at the house, saying, "Hey, let's just let's just do a podcast real quick," and then boom, knock one out on conspiracy theory. So that one will be in every now and then. Uh, but I definitely want you to keep an eye out for play it by ear. Definitely keep an eye out for unsportsmanlike conduct. And uh, again, thank you for listening. We do appreciate everyone tuning in. We appreciate you all 
spreading the love and, and spreading the word about us. So, hey, keep helping us grow, and we will see you all next week with another episode of Don't At Me. Peace. Yeah, that was a good one. Hey, hold on real quick. Hold on. Hold on.